or bike to roast more of your dynasty trades that you so generously submitted via our discord the link to join that of course is free and down below for you to click drop some screenshots of the trades that have gone on over the last two weeks hit it with the hashtag Hank Hank and we'll search for it for the next video all right let's get it As always, I am joined by Adam. I am joined by Andrew. Make sure you are subscribed to their Dynasty channels as well. Let's jump into the first trade submitted by T underscore long. We've got a 12-team Superflex PPR, start 10, full tight end premium. You got the chase side, made this massive trade about a week ago. Hashtag, about a week ago. So this is a pretty standard uh, Dynasty setting league. You know, you got Superflex, PPR, tight end premium. We take a look at the trade. You got DJ Moore. You got Jamar Chase, the 104 and the 208. Gave up Higgins, Michael Wilson, 25 first, 212, 101, 110 this year. So luckily we just did uh, a few rookie videos where I think we have a, a strong grasp on rookies that are going in specific spots, tiers, all that kind of shit. When it comes to a trade like this, it's overwhelming at first for sure. The way that I like to mathematically maneuver around this is take it back fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, when they introduce you to fractions. First thing you need to do when you see fractions is what? Cancel each other out. Cancel culture, that bitch. So we start <laughs> we start to equal out the sides of the trade so that we get it down to the crux of like, all right, am I getting fucked here? Because two things remain and like one thing's way better than the other. First thing I'm doing with this trade, there are so many, there's almost no zeros on the board except for Michael Wilson. I like Michael Wilson, but he's not a needle mover especially when you got names like Chase and 101s and shit being thrown around. So, yeah. taking Michael Wilson off the Especially off the with seconds, too, right? And he's not worth a second, in my opinion, in that range. So, take him out. I'm with you. He's Which, a throw-in, so throw him out. Exactly. Yeah. Throwing out the throw-in. So, Michael yeah. Wilson can go off the board. Again, we continue to try to equal out the sides, so we're getting it down to as few pieces as possible so you can understand which side is really winning here. DJ Morty Higgins, super similar values, right? Fractions. Yeah. Hundo. So, cancel those out. We're left with Chase and the picks and the picks on the other side. Jamar Chase, 101. I'd say they cancel each other out. Yeah, 100%. they're basically the same. Yeah, because you think about the 101 is probably Caleb Williams. He's probably going back end of the first round in the startup draft. Jamar Chase is going anywhere from 107 to the back end of the first round in the startup yeah. draft. So I think you can cancel those out. You are now left with the 104 and the 208 for a 25 first, the 212, and the 110. So, for all intents and purposes, you could pretty much cancel out 208, 212. You know, there's a little bit in there. You got Michael Wilson thrown in. So, that, for the most part, yep. Michael Wilson, 212 for the 208. Perfect cancellation out of there. So, you're left with, finally, the 104 for the 110 and a 25 first. Yep. Yes. And I think, I, th I like it. Yeah. I mean, I think they, I think you could say that the 110... And the 25 first is almost equal to the 104. I'd probably prefer the 104. That's what I meant. When I said I like it, I was like, yeah, great trade for both sides, in my opinion. I prefer the 104, but I, I think it's equal value all around. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, typically, when you see a trade that's fair, that's how it works out, right? You start taking it down, and you're like, all right, there's it's all equals out. When you see where it doesn't equal out very well, that's when you know someone got fleeced. Yeah. There's too, so much, I think if there's you're too much involved. If you're competing, the left side is obviously way more ideal. If you're looking to rebuild, the right side is obviously more ideal. Yeah. Now, the 104, I will say, it's like a very strong class up front. So the 104 relative to the 110, like we just did some rookie analysis stuff where we had a really big drop-off 
after the 108. Like the 108 hits, and then you're in a tier where it's like maybe a receiver, maybe a second-round quarterback, maybe one of the running backs gets nice draft capital in day two. Yeah. So the 104 is really strong, right? You're getting mm-hmm. Caleb, Marv, Jaden Daniels, or Drake May, Malik Neighbors. Neighbors. Yeah, it's a really good player. Really yeah. good player. Whereas I'm not sure we're getting that with 110. And then next year's first, it could be, you know, obviously if this person knows that that first is going to be early, super valuable. If it's mid, late, a little bit less valuable. Yep. I mean, when, initially when I just look at this and think about it more and more, if you have that one-on-one pick, right, let, let's say you didn't know if you wanted to take a quarterback or you wanted to take Marv. Um, basically, once you make your decision there, that's it as far as what you have with your picks without maneuvering for more trading. Now, when you get that other side, now that you're T-Long, right, you've made this, this trade, you get Jamar Chase, right? So you kind of elite – you get that elite receiver, but now 104, you're almost guaranteed, unless May um, and McCarthy get crazy draft capital, that you can actually still get a quarterback in Superflex while locking down an elite receiver here. Yeah. So I, I think it makes a lot of sense. The the, the biggest thing we don't know is how this uh, Blizz's team's built and, you yeah. know, the, the 25 first that's going back. Now, this is one of those things to me that's always crazy in deals when you see this. Like, T-Long's receiving that side – um, the 104 from Blizza, and then sending back his first and 25. So I don't know if that means that this team is like trying to get their future back to try to rebuild or what, mm. but that's one of the things I always tend to look at in, in mm. trades. I didn't even notice yeah, that. I that's didn't notice that either. Out. And it kind of control your own destiny type, mm-hmm. type of feel. From and if Blizza, that's the right? case, I'll just say that. If that is the crux of the deal and that's part of it, I'm taxing. I am taxing people. Another call out I think we could actually tell from this is T-Long had the 101. Right. Because the trade on the right side does not have another name on it. Correct. So he was the worst team in the league. Scroll down real quick. You Correct. can see. And if you look yep. at it, T-Long Nick, 88, it says right there. Mm-hmm. Bang. And if you look at it, Nick, Blizza is the 104 this year. So he's not that good of a team either. Mm-hmm. And now he's getting worse, whereas T-Long is getting a lot better, obviously. Exactly. So, I mean, really the question is now, like, did T-Long just have a bunch of injuries? Um, is his team ready to go? Because if you tell me that 104 is going to be a quarterback and I get Chase and DJ Moore and I'm ready to go, mm. I'm good with it. But if you're telling me that, uh, you know, you're not, that's a different conversation. Yeah. The thing is he still doesn't hasn't moved his first away, though. So yeah. he could still be sitting on his 25 first and uh, is, is still flexible. That's fair. I, I think just all things considered, us not really knowing the rosters. It's a fair I, deal. I would, it's for sure a fair deal based on the way that we broke it down here. I like the Jamar Chase side. I do, I do too. too. I do too. I, I think the 110 and a 25 first, typically I'm willing to make that for what is a I agree. top it feels 10 like a pick lot, and quarterback. But similar to like what we were talking about with tight ends, like it very, very rarely linearly, linearly works out where it's like, yep, I'm collecting all these assets. But like the later they get into the first, yeah. the farther into the future they are, it's like... I'll just say if I can package my 25 first and a late 24 right now and get the 104, I'm doing it. Right now in this class, I'm going to go get the 104. For sure. With it. Next up, we got Net asking us about a super flex PPR trade that he made starting nine. So it's a little bit of a smaller starting lineup. Guy who got tank owned Stroud and wanted the stack hashtag. Hank. So this is a guy that's been on on the show recently too. Maddie JH6. Let's go. There we go. Oh, yeah. True that. Uh, so, who's net got Kyler, Kendra, the 201, the 305, gave up Zamir, Kenneth Walker, Tank Dell. This is, maybe I'll speak for everybody when I say, I don't even, not really sure why I highlighted this, other than to say, like, Kyler, by himself, might get this deal done. Mm-hmm. I am almost on the same page with you. I think Zamir White holds probably... Sorry, when I say, even, even, like, Kyler, 
I'm taking the Kyler side by himself without a doubt. I know. That's what I'm yeah. saying. That's what I'm trying to get at is because yeah. I'm saying like Zamir White probably holds very little to me in this deal. And if I can trade Kenneth Walker and Tank Dell and get Kyler Murray in a super flex league, it's probably what I'm doing. Well, let me, let me ask you. It, yeah, go, go, go ahead. I was just going to say from, from the fractional standpoint here, there's nothing that says like clearly, hey, we can swap these one for one. But if I look at Kyler and then I look at Kenneth Walker, I need a lot from Kenneth Walker to get to Kyler Murray, oh right? Correct. So just if we start there, right? Now, here, here's another way to look at it. And then if, you're, if you don't have them even like last time, Tank Dell to 201, I'll take the Tank Dell side, yep. correct? But yep. it's not like, oh, my gosh, you just gaped me. Like, this yeah. is not a crazy value loss. So if you're telling me I'm, going, I'm losing Tank Dell to go down to the 201, but I'm going from Kenneth Walker up to Kyler, like, it's – this math, this math ain't canceling out, my friend. Right. No, let the me, only canceling out is Kendra Miller and Zamir White. They probably cancel each other yes, out. Yeah, yeah. They're ancillary. if you moved all those pieces over to the right, you're still taking Kyler. I think if you move all the pieces to the right, like you move you, you Kendra two hundred one three hundred five to the right, so now you, it becomes a conversation. Well, the, and, and what what you say there is that's what it's going to cost to go acquire a top twelve quarterback in superflex when you're not sending one away. I just, I to me in. Trade rooms like this, like even when you're to your point of moving all the other stuff over to the other side, I just don't want this big pile of players for my elite asset. I yep. don't want that. I never want that. So, like, even if you move them all to the other side, it's probably not enough to get me to move Kyler Murray for that. Yeah, I, I just threw this up here to just be like the value of a quarterback in a dynasty league, super flex, like especially of Kyler Murray's stature. You should almost never be adding things on to well, that side. To that point, right, because Maddie's submitted trades, and just for you, even if you have a quarterback at your disposal, so let's say you, in this Superflex League you had three or four, right? You yeah. had to, to play. I still, even in that scenario, I need something higher up than this personally. Like, well, I'm not saying you can't liquidate Kyler for skill players, but it just – I want something a little more sturdy than, uh, you know, guys like Kenneth Walker who don't necessarily make a difference um, at the running back position, and Tank Dell who's – I like him, but I need more than that for Kyler. And just to call back to the league, it's a start nine. So, like, you're probably going to need a little bit more of a hammer in the lineup than you are all that depth. And so, like, thinking of where Kyler Murray is going in a startup right now, he's like 208, 209 range, right, in startup drafts. So think of the type of wide receiver you would be able to draft there – if you can get that one wide receiver for Kyler Murray, it's getting, probably a little bit getting better. Getting a 201 on top of it, it's fucking insane. It's just, <laughs> it's filthy. All right. I, I like this, com this, this trade as a conversational piece to like a, a more, uh, a larger strategy talk. So okay. Alex Martin submitted, he said, took over an orphan, immediately got rid of some aging vets, could have probably ran it back, but I felt like it was now or never to sell some of these 30-year-olds. 10-team PPR Superflex. Please review and tell me I'm an idiot. That will be no problem. Hashtag <laughs> Hank. Hank. So he got likely uh, Dontavian Wicks, Rashi Rice, Michael Wilson, 307, second, third, first, whatever. Uh, he gave up Evans, Cooper, Kittle, Jacobs. Now, on paper, he's given up a whole lot of really good players yeah. that have a very small fraction of a window remaining. Now... I I don't, I don't really necessarily care about whether or not, like, who won the trade here. I think it's just, like, a good conversation starter to talk about trading vets versus, like, you know, when you're starting to rebuild. Are there any tips or, or strategies you look to when you're saying, like, hey, I have these four older players. Are you trying to package them all together to a contender? Are you trying to do them, like, one by one and getting a specific value for, for each one? Yeah, I think, so, if you just think about the fraction thing, or canceling out, trying to basically dissect the deal into smaller pieces, like, I'm willing to make a bigger deal, but what I will say is, just on the surface, 
when I have a team, if I, whether it's an orphan or currently like I'm looking to rebuild, if I have Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, George Kittle, Josh Jacobs, just time-wise in February, these are pretty much guys I don't want to move today because nobody's valuing that old production right now. They're valuing all the young, sexy stuff, which right now I think you're buying at the wrong time and selling a lot of the guys that have uh, value gains coming probably more like August and September and when teams are looking to fill their lineup, where right now you don't have to fill a lineup today. So I think that would just be the overall theme of this trade is that I'm willing to move all these guys, but I think if if I'm moving all four of them right now, there's probably a chance I'm taking a value loss in February. I agree. And I, I do want to kind of piggyback off of this because I, I definitely agree with the sell window that you're looking at. This is a once we get closer to point scoring season, those guys in Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, George Kittle, they'll all have more value. Counterpoint. So counterpoint. Right. What if the Raiders draft a second round running back? What if they could? Him? Josh Jacobs is a free agent. He could sign somewhere and be a starter. There's a whole bunch of different ranges of outcomes that could yeah. happen. Like there's a lot of I think like aging bets typically from now until then we'll see bad things happen to yeah. their roster spot. And, and I, and I, I would say to that too, because I, I agree. Now if you're selling, let's say just a Josh Jacobs, right? Okay, cool. But when you're selling all four of them, there's that's that's more where I struggle with it. Now, I will say my strategy typically, because you asked the, the original question was what type of strategy would you have when you did something like this? I would say selling them during close to point scoring season or close to those trade deadlines, if you have them, Adam, I know we could debate that all day long. <laughs> but I would say I would like to liquidate these assets into draft capital because that is an mm-hmm. asset that is only going to gain value over time. And typically, if I am going to be selling a bunch of these older veterans, I'm probably going to be targeting a year out further than the next draft class. So at point scoring time, it would not be the 2025 class. I'd go to the 2026 class because people are more likely to sell those picks to you mm-hmm. at a better value than the next upcoming class. And so you can get more bang for your buck. And with that being said, once those draft picks come around or as the next years come around, they're going to gain more value. You can sell those for players. You don't have to always make those picks. So similar to this trade where he got a 2026 first, is there any player, if you're in a dynasty league right now, is there any player on the right side there, Evans, Cooper, Kittle, Jacobs, that you would give up a 2024 first for? A 2024 first? No. 2025 first. Mm. 2026 first. Yes. I mean, yes, I think the point you're getting at probably it's is time that decay. You're you're like you're likely to get right a, a higher value pick. Yeah. A couple of years in advance, which I don't hate that strategy right. at and all. And a first, whether it be next year or the year after, the first is only going to be super valuable because it's a first that year. So it's mm-hmm. always going to have more value. Now I will say, you know, going in a little bit of a different direction, when I look at the deal, I think. The player I want the most out of this deal and the most valuable player in the deal, probably the best player in the deal, is Rashi Rice. Sure. Yeah, for sure. No question. I mean, right now, regardless, it's it's Rice. But, see, I guess then you say, okay, so when I look at a 10-team league, I already am saying we're kind of shallowing out rosters and I need to have uh, difference makers. Like Amari Cooper, Mike Evans aren't necessarily the sexiest of guys because they're getting older, but they could both be starters and difference makers at the position next year. Yeah. So I'm getting back Rashi Rice. I'm getting younger there. Okay, cool. You get the 26 first way out, but I feel like a lot of the other stuff, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily move the needle for me 100%, in yeah. a 10-team league. If I'm a competing team right now, if I'm like a – if I'm, you know – maybe on the cusp of playoffs, I'm like ecstatic that I got that fucking haul on the right mm-hmm. side. I agree. Sure. Now, I Correct. will say, I, when I look at it, like, I 
have said this before. I don't typically tend to like that big package of assets coming to my side of the deal. So if I could have swapped likely Wicks, Wilson, those seconds, all those other stuff for like a better player, I would mu- I'd feel much better about that side of the deal yeah. if I get a better player. It's, it's similar to like the point we made on the last trade where it's like take Michael Wilson out of there. And of course, like you're in a rebuilding team, so you're, you're taking dart chances on all these young players. But my mind immediately again goes to like, Let's put Wicks on the back burner. Let's put Wilson on the back burner. Let's right. put both thirds, thirds on the back burner. Yep. Yeah. And then we have, what, likely Rice, a second and a first. And then you start to relook yeah. at the trade and say, okay, you know, it, it, it's okay. But I, I, I'll say that, like, all things considered, I want the – right now this is where if I can do something like this, I'll probably buy the veterans here. But if this is, like, a learning experience for you and this is the worst you do, this really isn't that horrific. No. But I, I definitely think that this is where – if you were to wait a little bit longer, I know it's scary. Like, Jacobs could definitely have a running back drafted to the Raiders. He may not be back there. But a lot of these guys, I think you probably could have traded for a little more value later on. That's just yeah. uh, my personal opinion. From a from a fantasy standpoint, a lot of us think of the offseason as the time to choose whether you're competing or rebuilding or doing stuff with your roster. So, like, it, it does feel like this is the time that you should be making those moves. Yeah. But I think with those veterans, it is more in-season that you're making that trade. Now, and the one thing I think to tie from the last trade to this – if you told me instead of that 26 first that I'm getting – like if I take over an orphan and I don't have my future, if you tell me that that's my 24 first, now I get to control my own destiny, I would make this trade 100 times out of 100 to get that leverage back. Yeah. But like I think that's the big piece. Something like that would be needing to be on my side where I have, okay, now by making this trade, I can clearly go make my rebuild a lot better. Yeah, I agree. We'll move on to the fourth trade quickly, but this is almost reiterating a point that we've already made in this – Video, if it's whereas Tistas, yeah. uh, he received Russ, Jordan Love, this is Superflex League, Charbonnet, a handful of seconds, handful of thirds, gives up Lamar. So, again, this is like a compiling effect where you put into a calculator, the left side probably ends up winning this. If I'm giving up Lamar Jackson, though, there needs to be something that I'm like, holy fuck, that's a lot of firepower. Yeah. It needs to be Jordan Love. And at least a first. Yeah, I was going to say, don't give me all the seconds and thirds. Give me a first. That's right. what I want. I need, I need like, a great player at another position, or I need the Jordan Love, who's got, like, a lot of hype, obviously, and, like, you really want him on your team, of course, but I need something else on top. Like, Lamar's superstar. Yeah. Lamar's a dude that will get you multiple games of 35, 40, whatever points. He's a dude that, like, you covet on your fantasy team, and if you're giving it up, you need multiple sure things in your pocket. Right. Yeah, I, I think, too... Um, the, the, the thing about this is that if I was ever to even consider this, I think you really need to know your league economy. And I, I would need to feel really confident that, man, these three seconds can end up buying me outright something that normally would not take place in leagues. And I typically I haven't found that to be the case in very many leagues, that a bunch of seconds gets me a player that's, you know, a top five startup pick. It normally just doesn't happen that way. I have very little confidence in Russ being like a future asset, Charbonnet, cool asset, whatever. It's a handcuff. Yeah, Kenneth Walker's there still, so very unsure. So now, it, yeah, they're like Lamar Jackson, you just you need to have a, a trade that kind of like blows you away. Yeah, I just think most of the time it's pretty simple. Who's getting the best player in the deal, and Lamar's the best player in that deal. I mean, it, and it also feels like you definitely were – you must have felt like you had needed to get a lot of depth because it just – I don't know, it feels kind of light. Yeah. Yep. Move to trade number five. We've got Audit M, 12-team, PPR, Superflex – Two PPR tight end. So we got a double preemie tight end. He owns Chase. He also has the 101 already as a contender. So he's set Yeesh. up for a beautiful year. QBs right now, whatever. We can throw that on the screen. 
He gets Joe Burrow, the 104 and the 404, gives up T-Law, 108, 111, and the 201. Mm. So again, I think we could do our best try to start eliminating size. We're going to throw the 404 out right away, of course. The 108 and the 111 for the 104. I I would say probably the 108, the 111, and the 201 for the, the 104. 104. I think that's fair. I mean, uh, that feels like a lot of firepower. I there. would agree. I think it's probably closer to the 108 and the 111 for the th- 104. Do you think this comes down to, one, like him owning Chase? I love that he gets that stack, the Burrow Chase stack. That is like, I don't know if you could find a stack you want more for the next 10 years of dynasty what, what, in what, fantasy. What I was going to say, too, a lot of times, I, if I can't cancel out cleanly, what I like to do is say if I was tearing up or down. So if you have T-Law or you have Burrow, for example, what do you guys think is the difference between the two? Like, what would you need mm. to, to get off of T-Law to go up to Burrow? Just looking at this trade, and as somebody who has been trying to tear up off of T-Law to all Burrow. offseason so far, yeah. I would happily give my 201 with T-Law to get up into Burrow. A hundred percent. Easily. Now, I, th- I think most people probably agree with that. What yeah. if, what would you send T-Law in the 108 for Joe Burrow? We have to remember, this is a double tight end premium. Mm-hmm. So that 108, I think, again, a lot of it will probably come down to the 108, like the draft cap. For us, we t- we kind of broke the tier at 108 because J.J. McCarthy was a top 13 pick. Yeah. Right. He's a needle mover for you. Yeah. Maybe not for us. Brock Bowers was 108, but like he's not falling to the 108 yeah. in a double tight end premium. And that's league. that's why I say probably, but it's probably not a move that I make now. It's probably one that I make after the NFL draft because I want to see what that 108 tier looks like. Yeah. I, well, to me, it's just if I have, I think I'm not moving off of my burrow for T-Law in the 201. Yeah. I don't think I'm doing it for the 111 either. So in order to make this trade, I think you probably well, you have, have to send to the, 108. the 108. And if I just think about that, if I cancel out T Law, the 108 in Burrow, dude, now you got the 104 with the 111 and 201, and we Sign all know what up. we're doing there. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm on the Burrow side. Mm-hmm. Love the stack with Chase. Agreed. Already has the 101. He could even, because he's now going to have Burrow, Dak, Deshaun, Bryce, you could take the 101 and, and draft Caleb or Jaden Daniels or whatever. You could move back, yeah. grab a Marv, grab a Malik, get more draft cap. Like this dude, there yeah. ain't no way he ain't taking the chip. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm moving back off that 101. Or if you if you know Marvin gets some really good landing spots, like say he goes to Arizona with Kyler, I'm, just fucking take him at the 101. I'm probably, I'm probably just taking taking Marvin, being done with it, man. Yeah, I don't 101. need to trade back. I'll just and then at 104, 101. I'll let you give me what's left. Yep. The scraps. Scrappity. Take one of the QBs, May, Daniels. Oh, we've got a trade from our very own. Heint. Raptor 1523. Also, see. that's his government name, but what we call him. Is Adam. Yeah, exactly. My cover's been blown. Birth certificate says Raptor 1523. <laughs> he got Devon Achan. Mm-hmm. He gave up a 25 second and the 110 this year. I like your side a lot. I do too. I think if Devon Achan was in Miami in this class, you're taking him 110 easily. He's, uh, he's the one. He's the RB one, especially yeah. knowing what we know now. Like yeah. even he was the 110 last year, and yeah. knowing what we, in a strong running back class, relatively knowing what we know now of who he is. Yeah, this this feels like an easy easy trade for me. I guess the question is like, it, for for me, the reason I think it's easy for me to make this trade is because I don't think that this running back class, if that's the position I need to fill, really offers me anything that. A chance upside is. Yeah, give us a little context behind league settings, all that kind of shit. Uh, lineup start nine. It's half PPR. Um, we're, we're start, like I said, nine uh, super flex. So Best I, ball? 
Uh, nope, lineup. Start yeah. nine. Any anything like any extra juice for running backs or anything like it's that? No, no points per carry, nothing like that. Half PPR. It's a tight end premium, so it's a uh, one point five per catch. So okay, one point five per catch. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I mean I think it just makes sense. I, I still like your side. The settings don't change my opinion. I do think that uh there's also a chance for Achan to gain a little bit more value too, with Moster getting a little bit older and 100%. things like that. Like it we don't really gotta Achan was on pace to be like if you redrafted this year again the one oh five or better. Yeah. You know, and I mean, obviously a lot of shit from, happened, but from a fantasy points per game perspective. Devon Achan scored more than Jameer Gibbs and Bijan Robinson this year. Well, that, and that's the thing about Achan is like obviously we, we would like for him to stay healthy, but I it's one of those guys that I feel like right now, given the situation, I'm just starting him and I'm okay if it's a down week because I know the upside is immense every week. Yeah, I mean he did great. I would argue that like most things went wrong for him in his rookie year I agree. with Raheem Mostert being legendary and and him being hurt and shit, and he still popped off with the, yeah. this value. <laughs> Let me ask you, what what pick? Would that 24 have to be for you not to accept it? I think at the one see at the 108 spot, That's because it's that it tier where it's like, all right, maybe I'd rather have the pick, and I, I just won't be taking it running back, yeah. right? Like That's where the difference really would come for me. If it's 105, for sure, I'm not sending it for A-chan. No. No. If it's 108, I probably still want that 108 side, but anything after that, 109, 110, I feel like at this point, even though I don't like to invest in the running backs, I, this is I, I would so do this for So 108 is where that cutoff is for you? 108, I probably would have just stayed with my side just because I feel like I could try to flip it for something else. Yeah, I think we all pretty much are in agreement with that. I mean, I, I would, depending on my team build, I could have the conversation at 108. 105, I'm definitely out. Yeah. 108, maybe. Uh, 110, I think I was in for it, though. All right, so we'll take you to trade number seven. This is going to be the last trade of this video. I think I right after this, we're going to hit you with another one of these. So this will be two group pods this week that are just talking about traits ripping uh, traits yes yeah, sir just let us know if, if you if you like to hear us yapping about the trades uh we're happy to do them we're on a roll right now so we're gonna hit you with the seventh and the next video is gonna be probably six or seven more trades so again continue to submit them in the discord link down below we got the combine coming up this weekend so the group podcasts for next week will be covering winners and losers Dang. of the combine uh draft stock moving up and down based on the rookie so we'll yeah. start diving into a lot more rookie stuff but we're watching that together right we'll be here yeah, yeah. we'll be in, in in the cribbo hell yeah okay. yeah <laughs> um yeah. so last trade we got gooseys receiving in a one quarterback ppr league kyler and a 24 first gives up herbert and pierce now they did not set their draft settings yet so we don't actually know what that first is yeah but i think the big conversation piece here would be like there's a trade in a one quarterback league right what's going yeah. on here i mean really to me when you look at this um i think it shows the value of being able to down tier from a guy like justin herbert to a kyler murray who i think honestly from a points per game standpoint we could argue is pretty similar and then you're getting that first round pick for a guy like damian pierce now i think the other question would be at what point, we know this is a one-quarterback league, so obviously you're not going to have the strength of the Jaden Daniels, the Drake Mays, Caleb Williams at the top of the class. Right. I mean, you could take you could take definitely three players out of the mix and then maybe right. four with McCarthy, right? So at what point does that 2024 first feel like you're getting the value back for the Damian Pierce? So I almost feel like Pierce is kind of out of the equation at I'm this saying. point. He's a wipe-off. I would have to assume, we don't know the pick, but I'd have to assume that that first has to be like the 110 to 112, which is not great in a one-quarterback league. It's not bad, obviously, but I think that would make this trade make a little bit of sense. But yeah. I agree with you where it's like 
the points per game from Kyler over the next two to three years is not going to be much different, if not better, than Herbert yeah. right. at this point. But I'm thinking about, like, a startup draft. Herbert's going, what, still like the 107, 108, where Kyler's yeah, like the Kyler's 210? Kyler's like 210, yeah. Yeah, yeah which <laughs> I think there's probably a gap that doesn't need to be there. I mean, yeah. j- just the biggest thing in a one quarterback, though, for me is that disposition, like, the scarcity goes completely away, and it's – it's a lot easier to attain a quarterback that's at least, at least keeping pace in the range of decent, right? You just don't want to get bleed too much value there. So if I can stay in this elite range and add a first for basically, like you said, if you take Pierce out for nothing, yeah. I mean, it's this is something I do every single time in a yeah. one quarterback. With, without a doubt, I'm taking the Kyler in the first side. For yeah. I am too. And, and with that being said, I do think that Kyler Murray is probably one of the single best values in startups, in trade rooms this offseason. Yeah, I, I agree. agree. Especially with trades like this, the way he's being yeah. valued. I think in a startup, he's going maybe around where he should be. Like the 210, I would draft him probably up to like the 205-ish in that yeah. range. I think that's you know where he performs at on yep. a fucking week-to-week like, basis. Seeing this makes me want to go down tier my Justin Herbert shares into Kyler Murray. Plus. Yeah. You already heard me talk about it, man. You know, the the argument it. I would we'll make is like let let's say that twenty twenty four first is a is the one twelve in a one quarterback league, you might be looking at a player like a mid second player that you don't. Like, it might be like the Johnny, might be Johnny Wilson. Let, yeah. Let's say though, like if you if you talk about it from the mock we just did, right? Like if you're telling me, what if you get a guy like Blake Corum even here? Yeah. In the second round, Jonathan right? Jonathan Brooks, Adonai Mitchell, like, right? Something like that. That's that's where like I mean you wipe four four quarterbacks off the board, then those guys like the Jonathan Brooks, who I had at the 112, who's up to 108. So now you are looking at like a Blake Corum. You're looking right. at, you know, someone like that where I'm like, okay, if you like Herbert over Murray, then this trade became a lot more fair if that's the 112 kind yeah. of thing. But I agree with you. Like Murray, there's almost more of a talking point about Murray being super undervalued. In yeah, I would agree. Yep. Yeah. That doesn't even account for the Marvin Harrison or the Malik Neighbors bump that's about to happen. Yeah. Oh, true that. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, could go both ways though. Herbert too. Could go both ways. A little yeah. Brock action, you know? Brock Powers. Brock action. But, you I mean, Do, are you guys buying to into LA? the Jim yeah. Harbaugh rushing uh, narrative that's going right now? Well, I don't even know what that is, but whatever it is, They no, say I'm that out. he doesn't throw the football. He just runs the football a ton. All of his, like, well, even back he to brought in, He brought in Roman so. with him, too, so. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. I don't know. Might have to flip that first to the other side to get this deal done. Dang. <laughs> in a couple weeks. Dang. All right. Well, there you have it. Make sure you subscribe so you can watch us yap about six or seven more trades on Thursday. And then, of course, we are putting out individual videos throughout the week, Monday to Friday, every single day. Hit the button that looks like this down below. Make sure you subscribe to both Adam and Andrew's, Adam and Andrew's individual Dynasty channels. They're doing fantastic fucking work by themselves when I'm not micromanaging their asses. (laughs) Love y'all. Thank you for hanging out.